I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. To all the ladies in the place with style and grace, allow me to lace these lyrical dishes in your bushes. Who rocks grooves and makes moves with all the mommies? The back of the club sipping Moet is where you'll find me. The back of the club Mac and hoes. My crew's behind me. Mad question asking, blunt passing, music blasting. But I just can't quit because one of these honeys, Biggie's got to creep with. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. It's Monday, second day of the week for us. Yes. Nine o'clock show. Yes, sir. Uh, getting started a little late, enjoying some music with the chat room. Yes. But uh, we're ready to go ahead and get this thing rolling. You listen to the Blackout Tips. You can find us a bunch of places. The easiest of which, go to theblackouttips.com or... You can also go on Stitcher, iTunes, Podomatic, and search for The Black Guy Who Tips. If you do listen to us on iTunes, we would appreciate you guys leaving us a nice review. Uh, Five-star reviews get read on the show, regardless of content. Mm-hmm. So even if you fucking hate the show, you can leave us a five-star review. It's the least you can do. And if you love the show, leave us a five-star review, and it's like you're helping us out. Um, also, when you're at theblackouttips.com, don't forget you can continue to sign up for premium content. Uh, we keep putting out more and more new episodes. Karen has another episode of Lip Smacking Good out. It was fun. Uh, so good. Uh, she talked to Shelly Marie, uh, of domesticdivacatering.com. Um, and, uh, I'll, like, Karen is getting so good at these interviews. The interviews are, you know, already so, like, well done. Um, and especially when you have a really good guest, mm-hmm. I only meant to listen to like five minutes cause I was editing it and I was like, let me just check the sound quality and make sure everything's okay. And I sat there and listened to the whole, like just about an hour long of an interview. Uh, cause it was just so good. I, I like the hour flew by. I just was done. I was like, wow, that was a great interview. I learned a lot about Shelly Marie. Yes. Um, she, she was awesome. She was. And a lot of times, man, it's so, because I'm a talker and I like to talk, and especially if I have somebody that's really, really, really fun to interview, man, like, I, I literally have to cut a lot of them short because I literally could have, I don't want to have two-hour interview with some of these people. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you do a good job of managing your time, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and we'll probably talk about interviews a little bit later because I, I have some stuff I want to talk about with interviewing in general. Um, but, uh, yeah, you do a good job of not trying to become the show or make oh, it all no. about you. Um, and I, I appreciate that. And it's, uh, very well done. And, you know, I would check it out, man. Even if you don't really think I wouldn't even be into a show about food. Um, let me tell you something. Everybody's into food. You eat it every day I to survive. Um, it's delicious. Yes. You have your preferences. You'll be listening and you'll be like, Oh, I didn't know, know this. I didn't, I learned something new about cooking. I learned something yes. new about how something is made, you know, tips of foods. Like we cover, I've talked to people from all walks of life, from mm-hmm. that have traveled and lived all over the world and it, and, and, um, world renowned people, people that have been on TV shows. So, uh, we, we're not giving you guys no, uh, hand me down guests. We give right. you top of the line guests. And so for those of you that are considering and you know, I know a lot of people prefer, uh, Roderick style versus my style. I do have a voice and I do love my show and shout out to the people that, uh, encourage me and tell me that my show is like one of their favorite show or the favorite show. Like you guys just don't know how much that means to me because Roger can tell you, I put a lot of work and a lot of effort, a lot of preparation Mm-hmm. into the shows yeah so yeah check it out if you guys get a chance because um 
i i know i enjoyed it and i wouldn't just say that shit just to say it you know um let me talk about something else too this show um has an official weapon which is the taser an unofficial sport bullet ball and bullet ball extreme mm-hmm. and today's podcast is sponsored it's double sponsored actually it's brought to you by tweaked you can get 33 percent off of any headphones they have at tweaked just go there get yourself some earbuds okay they go right into your ears you know like you like them that's the way i listen to all my music i don't know how you guys listen but they go right into your ears you know i remember when i worked in a cubicle i liked having my headphones listen to my podcast and shit like that but i wanted to be discreet man i don't want everybody up in my business with my big ass boombox headphones you know i might be listening to some ratchetness next thing you know they're gonna go hey rod what what is this about you know and i didn't want those questions but with my little earbuds you know it's very discreet they have different colors you know i can get some brown ones so it looks kind of like my skin anyway and they don't even know i'm listening to something ignoring the hell out of my job yeah because i got the big boom box ones on mm-hmm. like the ones that go around your ears and the only thing about it though is that uh i i want to try them if they fit in my ears well i will try them because yeah. my problem is that i have small ears i can't say for everybody a lot well of they have different styles they have oh, different sizes, sizes they yeah, have all the, kinds of stuff karen so you can go ahead and get that and and like be happy get 33 percent off you get free shipping comes with a lifetime you. guarantee i cold Mm-hmm. it comes with a lifetime guarantee um and uh all you can do all you have to do is put in the code tbgwt upon checkout and you get all that stuff shipping is very fast people are getting them in a couple of days um Lizzie. so you know i appreciate everybody taking pictures of their stuff and letting us know that they're yes, getting it thank you for the pics everybody yeah that, that's awesome and i hope you guys can keep that up because um you know that you know it supports the show we always get a little bit of money whenever you guys do that now we have another sponsor but it's a lot more sexy i'm sorry tweaked audio but uh let me see if i can uh play some sexy music for them I you, baby. I feel worthless. I'm living on the yes that's what you say when it breaks you know like, oh lord i got to i got to get me a replacement fellas and ladies are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom have your toys or your batteries gone out and now you cry for your vibrator ah that's right real tears too well cry no more i say surprise your lover with an adventurous new toy and adult movie let me tell you how you can get your hands or vaginas or whatever your penises around this okay ah what you need to do is go to adamandeve.com and look at the offer codes. You'll see you get 50% off whenever you put the call offer code TBGWT into the offer box. That's right. You get 50% off of just about any item in the store. But, of course, that's not all. Come on. That's it. That's stupid. We don't do those kind of crash deals. You saw what we was doing for Tweaked Audio. Of course, you get more free shit. When you put your 50% off, you also get your three free adult DPs. For a little bit of inspiration, plus a free extra gift that is so sensual, I can't even mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, they'll throw in free shipping also. Yep. I say you get you some earbuds from Tweaked Audio, plug it into your mobile device, watch your pornography on it, and then use your other code or Adam at AdamandEve.com and also get your uh, 50% off and your free videos and all that stuff. I'm telling you. We got you covered. We got you covered, guys. 
uh just put in the code tbgwt at the offer checkout box and uh you get that 50 percent off free dvds free extra gift free shipping that's tbgwt at adamandeve.com cry no more y'all all right that was back when they could still sing yeah real singing i know i made my i made my brother and my mom feel extra old i played some jodeci i made some new casey and jojo for him yeah it was a sad, was sad. affair everybody got sad everybody went that was like that no he don't look no he don't look like that now mm-hmm. they're like what is this mm-hmm. what are you playing for me is this a joke yeah nope. like get this bullshit out of here nope this is casey and jojo in 2013 with the crack all over them. album smell like crack yeah <laughs> See, when Mary got off, they kept on. Mary was like, ah, fuck this. They was like, mm, we still on this ride. Yeah. But, um, you know, I had a good day today. I went and saw this movie, uh, Runner Runner, which, uh, er- I-, I told everybody, you know, place your bets. Would I like Runner Runner or would I not like Runner Runner? Runner Runner is a movie starring Justin Timberlake and, uh, Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. It made no money. It made like $7 million over the weekend, which, if you guys know, is terrible horrible yeah because yeah, i seen it i was like mm, i won't be going to see that one yeah uh it's, it's getting panned it's getting some very bad reviews um it bad. anthony mackie is in it and i swear to god there is a long scene at the end where anthony mackie has a fucked up haircut and by fucked up <laughs> i don't mean fucked up like oh uh he meant to for part of his character to have like a mohawk or something no i mean there is a patch of hair that did not get cut evenly with the rest of his head ah. it, it fucked me up i was watching the whole last part of the scene like did they not have a barber on set was he responsible <laughs> for cutting his own hair is this like a character what choice that he made? Did, they, did they fire did they fire the beautician yeah it's getting 10 percent on rotten tomatoes wow Mm-hmm. And that's like super low for Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, 38% of fans liked it, which uh, is still kind of low. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, no nobody's really fucking with this movie. I think the movie is terrible. <laughs> won't, even, won't even debate it with you. It's a fucking horrible movie. But the good news is um, I enjoy Ben Affleck as a rich-ass crazy dude. He was an asshole. He was above the law. He was rich. He was acting good. And now I'm 100% on board with him being Batman. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I went to see this movie thinking that I would walk out and have more for my agenda against Ben Affleck being Batman. I was going to walk out and be like, I told y'all motherfuckers, can't even make $15 million with a movie. You want him to be Batman? You're fucking crazy. And everybody was going to be like, but it's Justin Timberlake's movie. I was going to be like, I don't give a fuck. I got my agenda and it's set. Ah! I'm only collecting agendas. I like that. I just collected the data that helps me in my agenda. Uh, but he destroyed my agenda, man. He was real good as an asshole. He was sarcastic and funny. Um, I could see him, you know, being kind of an asshole to Superman, um, delivering some good lines. I think what happened is that for a long time, Ben Affleck as a director started directing these movies where he's not really having to do any acting. True. You know, if you look at his um if you look at like his his good movies or whatever, he's kind of just playing himself. There's Argo, The Town, State of Play, um, 
you know uh, even some of his bad movies uh, extract smoking aces it's just ben affleck being in a movie there's not a real like oh wow he really took a chance he played this type of character, character you or know something outside his normal realm right yeah. yeah he's not gonna play like a mentally disabled character he never plays a guy with like a some type of uh mental issue or something where you go oh this guy really had to portray a different person on screen um but he is good at playing an asshole and i kind of have forgotten how good he could be at that because it's been since boiler room that he's really played an asshole who like took over the scenes when he was on on set you know um so yeah man um terrible terrible movie i'm sure we'll be reviewing it at Ah! some point don't go see it but uh yeah totally disarm my um totally disarm my affleck agenda dog i'm i'm on board with him being batman go ahead do as you will sir do as you will hopefully you'll take it serious and uh we'll be we'll look back on this and all we'll all laugh well i'll have a chuckle uh also karen did you know today is columbus day yep and which means it's also the one day in the world where everybody on twitter has to let you know that they took history class oh Mm -hmm. okay then history that really does matter okay go ahead yeah um here's the thing man and i said this many many times before guys the only reason that you guys are upset about columbus day I'm almost like, because I ain't off work. Is because you have to go to work. Yeah, damn right. That's the only reason and why I'm mad. The only reason that some of you have to go to work is because there is no solidarity when it comes to Columbus Day. Hmm. All holidays are reprehensible. All of them. I can't think of a good one. I don't give a damn. Just pay me to be off work. I don't give a damn what we celebrating. I'm off. All of them have some hypocritical bullshit attached to them. You know what I mean? Like every single one, you know, at Christmas, Jesus wasn't even born in December. Ironically, it's the end of the year and stores are trying to get their stock sold. Of course. You know what I mean? Uh, Valentine's Day, we don't get the day off of that, but y'all niggas will celebrate mm-hmm. that. You go out with some motherfucker you're not even going to talk to next week and we all just go, okay, it's fine. You know what I mean? We're all fine with that. It's cool. No problem. Uh, people, people celebrate stuff like, uh, Thanksgiving, killing up the Indians and shit. Like the Indians saved the pilgrims so the pilgrims could find the sustenance to give them smallpox blankets and steal their land and women mm-hmm. and take all the natural resources in America. Y'all motherfuckers gonna go down to your grandmama's house, eat that stuffing, eat that dressing, and act like it's all good. I know I am. You know? But nah. Suddenly on Columbus Day, we all rally for the Native Americans. We all understand that day. Even Redskins fans are like, I'm through with this shit. I'm tired of it. The oppression. Ah! I can't take it in my RG3 jersey. The hypocrisy is overwhelming. I know you guys passed history class. We all did. Was that second, third? Yeah. Grade level history. We all know the secret, guys. Columbus won shit. Ain't but if the you truth. if you could just get it together long enough for just a year or two where we could organize this shit, we could all be off today. Nobody would have to work. Mm-mm. You know, that's all. That's the only secret. 
Yeah, because people be like, well, I don't celebrate and they angry. It's like, bitch, be quiet. Just take the day off. Then yeah. nobody give a damn if you celebrate the day or not. Just, just be off work. Just off. A lot of people get Labor Day off. We're not in unions and shit. We get Labor Day off because everybody collectively said, we want this fucking day off. Ironically, people at McDonald's still gotta work. That's who the holiday's supposed to be celebrating. What? Uh, they have Labor Day sales, department stores, all these other places. Like, they're literally open. Yeah, it's amazing how fucking people just get so self-righteous about Columbus Day. It's like if you, uh, you know what, if let the first, I will listen to anybody whose job said, hey, we have Columbus Day off. And you said, nah, fuck that. I'm going to work. Mm. I will listen to you. Okay, anybody that their job said, look. It's a vacation, paid vacation day, stay at home. We don't want anyone coming in. And you said, I conscientiously object to the me having a day off when the white man cut off the hands of the Native Americans for gold. I'm going to work and I'm working my full eight hours. You go right on ahead, nigga. I'm going to be sleeping. Yeah, anybody that does that, I support y'all. I, I will listen to your point. But uh the most of y'all, y'all niggas are just saying the same shit that everybody already knows, but they want a day off, and that's all that matters. Give me the day off. Suddenly, when you had a day off, nobody gets as mad. No, ain't that the truth? I know. I don't care. I noticed. I went and clicked on my timeline. I clicked on everybody whose tweet said something about fuck Christopher Columbus. Every last one of them said tweeting from work. Every last one. It was crazy. <laughs> what a coincidence. What a coincidence. But yeah, get your shit together, America. All right, man. Let's get into some articles, Karen. Let's do this. Got a bunch of stuff going on. Um, access has been restored to food stamp users. People were saying that it must have been because of the government shutdown. Uh, but apparently it was just a glitch in the EBT system. <laughs> Happening right around that same time, huh? Yeah. Somebody had to hit control, alt, delete, bring it back. Yeah, they were followed, so they had to come in to do it to get them up and running. People in Ohio, Michigan, and 15 other states found themselves temporarily unable to use their food stamp debit style cards on Saturday. Shout out to the people who are mad they got debit cards for food stamps. Like, why can't they use those big-ass Monopoly money food stamps to embarrass them out of being poor? Oh, they, I think. I don't know, dignity. I think uh, no states, I, I put it like this, most Every state, just about, if I'm not mistaken, use those cards. And they look like debit cards. And, and you know what? And I think is they should do it because it don't bother me, but a lot of people frown upon food stamps and things like that. And the funny part is that you don't know why people don't food stamps in this situation. A lot of times uh, people just use it as an excuse to judge people or assume certain things about people. It's about shaming people for being poor. Point yes, blank. It is. You're getting you're getting money from the government to eat food. How dare you pay with a big ass monopoly money five dollar bill so I can laugh at you and tell my children to never be like you. It's like, come on, man. But uh yeah, they people were trying to force it and be like, it's because of the shutdown. Apparently it wasn't. Restarting the EBT system required time to ensure the services back up to full functionality, spokeswoman Jennifer Wasmer said in an email. An emergency voucher process was available in some of the areas while the problems were occurring, she said. U.S. Department of Agriculture spokeswoman Courtney Rowe underscored that the outage was not related to the government shutdown. So, yeah, a lot of people on Twitter, of course, rushing in to say it was because of the government shutdown. 
what they was talking about yeah well that's what twitter does you know oh yes frame the wrong person fire the, the wrong guy put the wrong address and telephone number put the yeah. wrong picture of adrian peterson's kids up like just happy for hunting you down twitter could Again, you fired from the wrong job, harassing people. They were like, we don't know this person. Yeah, Twitter could not fucking wait, man. Oh, that's one thing you can count on in 2013 is Twitter is going to be first and it's going to be wrong. Oh, yes. Like, Twitter don't give a fuck. And then if it's right, it's going to be ignored. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, hey, guys, um, the cards are working and it's not related to the glitch. I don't give a fuck, man. Obama need to come fix my shit. Right oh, now, they will chew the grapes the hell out of the truth. Uh, did you know there's a tattooed Jesus billboard to spark an outrage in the Bible Belt? Why? Let's get into it. Hey guys, Maggie here with today's helping of online dish. A controversial new billboard is stopping traffic in Lubbock, Texas, and you'll quickly see why. It features a tattooed Jesus inked with words like outcast, addicted, and jealous. The ad, which is the work of the website JesusTattoo.org, has people crying out blasphemy. After all, Lubbock is the heart of the Bible Belt, so are they preaching to the wrong choir? Well, not exactly. You see, first of all, they're not selling tattoos. It's all part of a grassroots movement, and the billboard is supposed to drive traffic to their website JesusTattoo.org. Once you get there, their message is clear. Jesus would take a person's shortcomings or faults and take them literally onto himself. They show this in a short film. In the video, you see all of these plague tattooed victims, and Jesus changes each shameful or negative word or phrase tattooed on them into something positive. Then there's this message at the end. He was beaten and bloodied and killed for us and took the markings that should have been ours upon himself so that we could find forgiveness and a new start. Okay, at first I have to admit I was shocked who in their right mind tattoos Jesus. But once I looked at the website and I watched the video, you have to admit no matter what religion you are, in my opinion, it's pretty clever. Looking back at it, I like how the tattoos serve as metaphors for our sins and Jesus wipes away the pain of our sins, giving us a new start, which is truly, in my opinion, what the gospel is all about. Listen, I feel no matter what religion you are, people are always searching. You just have to use different bait to hook them. So if this helps one lost soul, amen to that. Also, anything that gets people talking deserves praise in my book. That's my take. What's yours? Get in on the day. Anything? Um, here's the thing. Uh, I hate when they have a news article and it's not about the news. It's just her opinion. Like, yeah, it switched over to like, this is that. Let me tell you what I think about it for two minutes. Here's what people had to say. Um, I don't like the picture. I think it's very derogatory. One disgruntled resident told CBS affiliate KEYE TV. Um, another man told the news outlet that the image of Jesus is blasphemous because, you know, the Bible has a verse about, you know, not getting tattoos and shit. I'm sure it has a verse about a lot of stuff, though. Uh, yeah. Uh, also says Jesus was brown, has hair of bronze, hair of will, and uh, had bronze skin. And uh, it's a white man, Jesus, of course. Always a white man, Jesus. In America. We're finding that those who visit the website and watch the video come to the underst- understand the message of the campaign. Certainly, like, uh, with all the deep personally, deeply personal relationships, not everyone approves of the image of Jesus with tattoos, but we welcome controversy because we understand that a dialogue on the issue is the best way to spread the message. 
um so yeah it's it's funny that people did this uh david wilson a senior pastor at Southcrest Baptist Church said, I thought that it was cleverly done because basically it's a visual of Jesus taking the sins of people and covering them and taking them from an outcast or something and giving them a new start, which is what gospel is about. I looked it up and I said, this is perfect because it just draws people in here. So yeah, man, you guys can uh, go look that up, but well, I, I didn't find it to be that controversial. Can what'd you think? No, me either. And the thing that really, really um, frustrates me, uh, I guess, when it when it comes to it, is that a lot of people, when it comes to spreading the gospel, being a Christian, there are different ways to reach different people, and a lot of times, like people in their in their personal lives, they feel like their experience is the only experience, or the way I've been taught, or the way I've been raised is the only way, and anything outside of that, I'm not trying to hear that. Right. Um, and a lot of times they do this for younger generations because honestly, it's younger generations that are m- more apt to have tattoos and things like that versus a, a older generation who just that just wasn't their thing. Or if or if you did do it, it was more for shameful or you were more called out. Now it's a lot more acceptable. So I I completely understand it. And the thing about it, people like here in America are very ignorant to shit. They just looked at automatically got angry and didn't go like she was saying, didn't go listen, didn't go do any of that stuff. So it's like you literally might have supported it if you would have took the time to really find out what it was about versus making an assumption off what you saw. It's also not promoting tattoos. No, it's not. Like, I don't think people understand the message is, you know, whatever you're, you know, labeling yourself as that is negative. Jesus is going to take that and turn it into a positive. Now, you might debate the merits of that idea, but the changing someone from an outcast to being accepted changing somebody from a you know uh you know being um scared to to being proud or whatever you know uh being addicted to you know having strength like i don't think that that is such a big deal and it's weird that people get this like idea where it's like because they just hear the word jesus they can't even think about the idea you know what i mean it's like tattoo jesus jesus would never have tattoos get out of here you don't tramp stamp my jesus like ah! you know well, how did we get here yeah that's not even what they said um speaking of overreacting mm-hmm. molly cyrus is back in the news mm-hmm. well she never left the news i just I know don't. i about to say she sure didn't i just don't cover everything that happens with her honestly i don't find her to be that fascinating Me either. although i do find the media uproar and the uh fascination that a lot of black women have with molly at this point like the hatred kind of to be like a little bit uh interesting because it's almost like too much at this point you know what i mean where it's like she ain't that important and there's much more important shit going on than than molly's but somehow man like she is managing to rocket her way to relevance while not being that talented yep only in america and she's not even controversial to me like no i'm waiting on her to really do Do or say something something like because like you know in the past when people have like had like this sexual awareness or this rebellious phase it's always kind of been like more perverse almost like Mm -hmm. less innocent less funny you know hers is just being kind of goofy and silly it's a i can see how some people might be annoyed but like if i read one more editorial on this trick 
she not worth the words like no, i just she not like i'm just i just see more and more like twerking in 2013 and what it means for the shutdown of the government I'm like what what is president obama twerking until that happens uh miss me with that bullshit. yeah global communication and twerking in the next <laughs> like, come on man well she had a dancer that got upset with her uh dancer hollis james opened up hollis jane opened up about what it was like being one of the bears dancing at Miley Cyrus's controversial VMA's performance, VMA performance. Right now, her blog, she felt less than human after taking the stage. Now, for anybody who saw the VMA's performance, is Miley? She's in a onesie part of the time. Yes, she's she is twerking. Uh, if that's what you want to call it, she's got bears dancing on the stage with her. She's got big black woman shaking her ass on the stage. It, it was like a fucking circus to me. Yes, a uh, circus to distract from the fact that she can't hold a note to save her life. No, she cannot. Hollis continued. For the first time, I felt truly ashamed of being a little person. So I'm assuming she is a little person, and she is like, oh, I was being used by dancing on the stage. But you got paid, honey. You got paid, and you I hope you ain't go out there for free. We were simply used because we were little. It felt like society still saw us as a joke, despite the fact that it is literally nothing different about me other than the fact I'm small. Well, you're also in a bear costume. I didn't know if that was a kid in there or what. How would we have known? Yeah, nobody knows. And the costumes aren't even, like, really small like that. Like, they're humongous. I had no idea that there were little people in the costume or that that was some part of some type of inside joke or something. She then spoke about her first VMAs rehearsal. After our first dress rehearsal in the costumes with the crew, publicists, performers, etc. watching us, I walked out of the Barclays Center shaking and crying. Thankfully, my best friends, Kim and Carrie, happened to be in NYC to visit me. She took a 10-year blog. Molly asked Jane to join the tour, but she declined the offer. If the little person community continues to do performances like this, it is my belief that we will continue to only receive maybe 2% of our dishes and opportunities of our average size friends. Well, I mean, it does kind of make you think because Hollywood is so centered around how people look mm-hmm. when it comes to a part. Um, and not just, not just Hollywood, but America. That's right. You know, I don't know that Peter Dinklage starring as, um, the, you know, starring in the next, uh, Jack Reacher film would, I feel like people would reject that just on his face you know i feel like that's what people do if the movie's not about being a little person or it's not some type of gag i don't know that people would fuck with it anyway yeah but honestly man like i watched that vma's performance i didn't notice that there were little people on stage i didn't notice that that was or if it was that it was supposed to be some type of joke because so much crazy shit was going on Uh, yes it was you know to distract you this girl can't sing she can't dance she's just Mm, on stage acting a fool yes she was you know like that i don't know man like this is just another example like miley cyrus is like somehow public enemy number one and i i don't i don't get it like she just I don't know. She just seems trivial as she's not standing for any issues. She doesn't have a platform. She's oh, not promoting no. anything. She's not just a fucking thing. She's young, Big rich young. and white. That's right. Like, I don't even understand. I don't know. Maybe other people can explain it to me, but I, it really doesn't seem like it. It just, and maybe it's just the circles I run in, but it just seems like she got way more outrage 
pointed towards her than, than shit that really seems more outrageous than this. Yeah, we got real issues in America. Yeah. And you talking about Instagram posts of her hair going three inches. Fuck you. Yeah, not that you can't be mad at, at everything at the same time, I guess, but it just seems like a force. I don't know. Uh, remember that Red Lobster waitress we talked about who some people accuse her. She's black and then she got a tip that said none nigger. And um the she got in trouble for posting a picture of it online. Yes, she did. Well, that red lobster waitress who said a customer left her receipt with a racist slur has received the tip of a lifetime thanks to a fundraising from her online supporters. Tony Christina Jenkins of Franklin, Tennessee, said she was shocked when she saw a receipt on the table with none on the tip line and the N-word on the total line. I was just stunned that it happened, Jenkins said. Uh She's only 19 years old. It's not something that you think in our generation would actually take place, so I was just blown away by it. After posting a picture of the receipt on Facebook, September 10th, her story sparked outrage online, prompting a California man to take action. Matthew Hansen, found, founder of AddictingInfo.org, heard Jenkins' story and started an online fundraiser, Tips for Tony, that collected $10,749 in place of Jenkins' non-tip on a $44.53 bill. Wow. $10,000. And so it was all about sending a message to racists that Americans aren't going to tolerate that, Hanson said. We raised $10,000 in 72 hours. It was amazing. Wow. In three days, Mm $10,000? Hanson presented the check September 30th to Jenkins, who was unaware of the fundraiser. I literally screamed. I was so confused. I was just so thankful. I felt so blessed and so honored that so many people came together on my behalf to give this to me. Citing a company policy that prohibits employees from posting a guest receipt online, Red Lobster suspended Jenkins with pay after the story went public. But she <laughs> with pay. What is that? Two fifteen hours. Uh, yeah. But she has now resumed work. We so are just. What was your check for forty hours? Eight dollars for the <laughs> right. whole week. <laughs> right. Come on, dog. We are disgusted by the language used on this guest check as no place in our restaurant or anywhere else. We were in constant communication with our server throughout the situation and have extended her high degree. A, a high degree of respect and caring for what happened. No one should have to endure what our employee went through. So, uh, of course, some people feel like it's it's fake. You know, there was a black dude that was like, oh, it's just fake trying to start, start some stuff so she can get money and whatever. So, um, if it's fake, I'm sure it'll be a problem. It'll come back to haunt her. But oh, yeah. I'm glad that she got the money if uh, if it's real. Me too. More star news. Dan Aykroyd. Is still a lie, which is it's shocking in itself. Yeah, you guys should all be. You can't tell me. I don't know. Last time I heard that name in a sentence. Yeah, the whole chat room should be gasping. <laughs> but Dan Aykroyd called Ellen Fanning a fucking hosebag after she refused to promote his vodka brand. Who is Ellen Fanning? Show you how hip I am. I didn't know either, Karen. That's a good question. Okay. Um, Dan Aykroyd was on Australia's SBS talk show, The Observer Effect, hosted by Ellen Fanning. So I guess uh, Ellen Fanning is an Australian talk show host, Karen. I don't know much about Australian TV. Oh, me either. I just want to know who she was because I about to say he, whoever she was, she made him mad. Well, he discussed his childhood and career, according to Australian Daily Telegraph. But when Aykroyd attempted to bring up his latest business venture, Crystal Head Vodka, things didn't go too smoothly. Uh-oh. Can't believe he's hocking rocking now. Ain't he almost dead? How old is this man? 60, 70? <laughs> I don't know. 
According to Web Pro News, Ackroyd had intended to have the vodka market line discussed, but encountered resistance from Fanning. Furiously, he apparently ripped off his sunglasses, proceeded to mention a full lot of vodka products before storming out of the interview. What? Is- oh shit! He was angry. Bitch, you gonna talk about my vodka? <laughs> He's like, we got the, we got the, the, the clear kind. We got the lemon flavored. We got cherry. I'm out of here. I'm storming out. <laughs> He was he was then overheard outside the studio calling Fanning a fucking hose bag. The Daily Telegraph notes that the network requested an apology be issued to the actor by the show's executive producer, but he instead, along with Fanning, asked that Ackroyd be the one to issue an apology. An SBS spokesperson then explained that advertorials are not a part of the show's format. The 61-year-old actor is is in Australia and New Zealand these days promoting vodka. I was close. He was in his 20s with Ghostbuster that about 30 years ago. So I knew this man had to be happy old. You know what's, what's crazy about this to me is the entitlement from like these celebrities and shit too. Because honestly, if the person tells you, look, we don't do this. We're not going to promote your shit. Okay. Then don't come on the show. Okay. That, that and, um, is, is that a cuss word? Hosery bag? Hose what? Like, Hose bag? It's yes. just a, you know, it's just like calling somebody a douchebag or something like that. Okay. But yeah, it, I, I mean, honestly, you, I mean, it wasn't said with love, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> Call her a fucking hose bag after storming out the show. I'm sure it wasn't nice. But, um, it just seems weird, man. Like, honestly, don't do the show. You're 61 years old. You can. You know, you, you've made it this far acting and stuff. You want to sell your vodka. Someone goes, we don't do that on our show. All right, cool. I won't do your show. The end. Now you're like a fucking fool. You know, same thing happened when Kanye went on Kimmel, man. Like, I fucks with Kanye and everything. And, but at the end of the day, it's like you're in a comedian's arena. Mm-hmm. Like, tomorrow they will be talking shit about you again. Oh, yeah. Just know that when you walk out the door, it's like when Terrell Owens used to go talk to reporters and be all sensible and show how nice of a guy he was. Yeah, that's cool, but you still do some crazy shit, and when you leave, it's our job to talk about your crazy shit again. Okay, yes. Can't give you a pass just because, you know, you're cool, you know? Uh, Yeah, you could still be cool and crazy. Yeah, but what an asshole thing to do. Superstar entitlement. Speaking of... Superstar entitlement. Oh, snap. Austin's ever-expanding Alamo Draft House movie chain. Oh, I hope we get one in Charlotte. What is that? Um, It's the movie chain that's really popular for having some strict rules. Like, they will ban your ass uh, from coming back in there if you do stuff like uh, try to use your cell phone during a movie. Okay. Talking during a movie. You know, the shit that people have a big pet peeve about. Ah, and then and, and they paying the the boy five twenty five an hour to be the fucking monitor. He's like, fuck that. Yeah, eat popcorn in the back and watch me. Well, y'all. not Alamo Draft House. They stand behind that and they will kick your ass out. Um, the movie chain has always had high standards for audience etiquette. Following reports that a certain blonde movie music icon would not stop texting during the the NYFF premiere of Twelve Years a Slave, Alamo founder Tim League has decreed that Madonna is no longer welcome at any of their theaters pending a public apology. This won't be very hard to enforce. All they have to do is plant hydrogens. Yeah, uh, she she doesn't like these certain flowers and shit. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I dig it, man. Fuck her. 
Yeah, they, they're your rules. Yeah, like, you're not special. You're no different. Like, you're used to getting that double standard everywhere you go, where people go, oh, but it's Madonna. You know? you Oh, it's, it's like, Madonna. But you, but you are affecting other people's experience. Yeah. Like, this is the same chick that got mad because um, someone bought her flowers and they were hydrangeas, or I think that's how you pronounce them, hydrangeas, whatever you pronounce them, they were flowers she didn't like. So a fan bought her flowers, and she's like, you're not really a fan, you would know I didn't like these flowers. And like, just threw that gift in that person's face. Wow. Yeah, I think I have audio, here it is. Thank you so much. yep the mic was on she he bought he gave her a flower thanked her for coming out she said i absolutely loathe hydrangeas he obviously doesn't know that um so yeah man it was a pretty flower well she loves them karen and he doesn't know that and that's why she has to have a fake english accent to even say it that's you know she's that she's that intense karen um that intense yeah so yeah fuck her she can't go back to the movies good (laughs) <laughs> you know good uh did you know the gulf states are trying to introduce medical testing on travelers to detect gay people and stop them from entering their countries that's not possible that's right bahrain kuwait also oh, the gator so the gator so is real so i mean how are they gonna do it they're gonna have somebody stand at that one gay that one gay that one gay boop 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 the gator is going off y'all boop 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 over there in that direction is two over there how are you gonna do this <laughs> When they walk by, it's going to be like, there's a sale on Birkenstocks. And they're going to look to see, what? Who? Where? Who's responding? Mm-hmm. Him, him, and him. <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all got to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, got, they, 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 got, they got them sales on them size 11 stilettos. What? See, mm-hmm. them right there. One, two, three. Mm-hmm. They're going to be all in the ladies' department. Can I interest you ladies in some flannel shirts? Bing, bing, bing. Mm-hmm. Get our alert. Get our alert. <laughs> yeah. You got two that turned and looked. Yeah, Bahrain, Kuwait, Qatar, Oman, Saudi Arabia, and the UAE, um, United Arab Emirates, already outlawed homosexuality, but they are toughening their controversial stance. How can you outlaw something you can't control? Well, I'm assuming that controversial stance doesn't have his hands on its hips. No, it doesn't. A medical test. Snapping his fingers. A medical test being delivered by Kuwait will be used to detect homosexuals and prevent them from entering the country or any of the Gulf Corporation countries, uh, according to Kuwaiti government officials. What the hell is wrong with people? I don't know why people think. All the gays is everywhere else in the world but here. What is the Word. medical test? Yeah, I mean, you is, know? Is, is it blood? Is it urine? I think they just walk around humming and stuff. It's like, I'm seeing. Oh. What a glorious feeling. I'm, oh, no. Get yeah, out of my country. Yeah. You don't walk around singing musical, musicals. Yeah. They just, in the waiting room, they, they try to trick you. They play, they play like, uh, Streisand movie, us uh, stuff. Ah! Like, it's like, oh, Meryl Street movie. What is this doing? Why am I crying? Get out of here. You got to go. Yeah. What are you doing watching beaches? Ah! <laughs> You're supposed to make us turn it to the game. You failed the test. Get your gay ass out of here. GCC member countries, Bahrain, Kuwait, Qatar, Oman, Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates already deem homosexual acts unlawful. This controversial stance is being toughened, however. Um, 
He took uh, uh, his Yusuf Midkar, Midkar, director of public health at Kuwait, uh, Kuwaiti Health Ministry, said uh, health centers conduct the routine medical check to assess the health of the expatriates when they come to the into the GCC countries. However, we will take stricter measures that will help us detect gays who will then be barred from entering Kuwait or any of the GCC member states. So they they are. They like ain't nobody, nobody that's already here. This a citizen is gay. Yeah. Okay, y'all. Mm. Those taking parts in ha- homosexual acts in Kuwait, if they're under the age of twenty one, can receive a jail sentence up to ten years. You say under twenty one? Mm-hmm. What happens if you're over twenty one? Death. I don't know. I'm assuming some shit. You get ten years for under twenty one. Yeah. Uh, earlier this month, the Oman newspaper, the new, the week was suspended over an article that was deemed to be sympathetic to homosexuals, according to the BBC. You know, gay people really are humans. That's it. Just suspended. Mm-hmm. No more news for We're you. We're not trying to hear that. Shut it down. It's illegal to be gay in 78 countries with lesbianism banned in 49 because, hey, Shit. everybody's into that. You know what I'm saying, guys? Five countries met out the death penalty to gay people. Iran, Saudi Arabia, Sudan, Yemen, and Mauritania. Word. Mm -hmm. Yep. I didn't realize it was that serious. Yep. Catch you singing show tunes. You got one time. One strike and you're dead. Ah. Crazy, man. Wow. Dude, I wonder these countries get glee. (laughs) You better not catch you watching no glee, man. Ah. Can't watch, man. You get, you probably get killed just for watching, like, uh, like just for watching, like, uh, hate that the skitch with men on films on Living Color. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you know a lot of countries get out shit yeah. like eighteen years later. Hated it. What'd you say? No, it's a skit. Sure, it's a skit. Death penalty, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. No, please, I was making a joke. Mm-hmm. Ain't gonna be no joke about all this these hot mm-hmm. bullets in your ass. You probably like that, gay uh, dude. Uh. That is scary as shit, man. Yes, people, like I said, people can say what they want to say about America. We ain't perfect. We got our flaws. We got fucked up shit happening here. Yes, we do. But at the end of the day, we got a lot of freedoms that a lot of other countries you will die for, literally die. Now it's time to talk about something serious and disgusting. Okay, guys? Uh, you know, it's one of those days where I woke up this morning, I saw this article, and of course, got very upset, very mad. Uh-oh. But uh, at the same time, it's one of those things that I feel like we have this show so that we can talk about these things from a you know very uh, realistic, average, everyman kind of perspective. Okay. And uh, you know, it's one of those like I wasn't even gonna cover this because it's just such a fucked up story. But uh, I was like, this is what we do the show for. We talk about it. Uh, Maryville, Missouri. Maryville, Missouri. Um, there, there's a house that got burned down. Mm-hmm. Uh, a family used to live there. They moved out, but they were trying to sell the house. You know, it was empty. Um, and, uh, the, the, the cause of the fire has not been discovered. Okay. But, uh, it's probably, probably some foul play involved. Here's why. Since the morning her daughter had been left nearly unconscious in the frost on the home's front lawn, this northwest Missouri community had come to mean little besides heartache. 
uh few dispute the basic facts of what happened in the early morning hours of january 8th 2012 a high school senior had sex with coleman's 14 year old daughter another boy did the same with her daughter's 13 year old friend and a third student recorded one of the bedding scenes interviews and evidence initially supported the felony and misdemeanor charges that followed Yet two months later, the Nowtaway County prosecutor dropped the felony cases against the youth, one, the grandson of a longtime area political figure. Wow. The incident sparked outrage in the community, though the worst of it was directed not at the accused perpetrators, but at the victim and her family. In the months that followed, Coleman lost her job. Her, she ended up basically, she ended up working for one of the people that was like their kid was connected to this rape. Uh, like, so coincidentally, during all this time, she ended up losing her job. Her children were routinely harassed. When it became too much, they left and retreated to east, to, uh, east to Albany. Coleman had hoped the move would allow them to heal in peace. That the forty miles separating the towns would be enough to put an end to the bitter saga. Now, though, as she stares at the child, char remains at her house. The distance doesn't seem nearly enough. Three years ago, when Coleman, when the Comans arrived in Maryville from Albany, there was plenty to like about their new hometown. Uh, and they go into like all the things about the hometown. Uh, three years earlier, the woman's husband had died. Okay. They got into a, he got into a wreck, uh, slid on some black ice, chlorine into a ravine. Two of their children, Daisy and Logan, ages nine to ten at the time, they had managed to escape through the back window, but he died. Oh, so moving to this new town, you know, kind of getting a fresh start. Um, it hardly a day went by seen without driving past his old medical practice. So they, you know, it gets kind of emotional. I try to skip over some of the oh, no problem. more yeah. like because, you know, it is obviously it is a article and it's going to have some bias in it. And, you know, they're tugging at your heartstrings mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You can go read the whole article if you want to. It's on KansasCity.com. I put the link in the chat in case people want to um, see it themselves. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a real, it's a real like heartbreaking article. Um, so, uh, even though it was sad to leave, it was a huge weight off our shoulders. Um, you know, just to be anonymous in a way. So that's why she wanted to move to this new town, Maryville. Mm-hmm. For the most part, the family settled nicely into their new surroundings. Charlie, the oldest son, became a three sport athlete at Maryville High, eventually earned a baseball scholarship. Logan, two years younger, was an accomplished wrestler with a good group of friends, and Tristan, the youngest, was everyone's pet. Then there was Daisy, pretty and blonde. She had grown up competing in beauty pageants, amassing a dresser of trophies. Uh, though slower than her brother to assimilate midway through her freshman year, she seemed to be finding her place. Uh, she was a cheerleader. She was part of the varsity squad that performed at the basketball games. Her grades were nearly all A's. She began to make friends. She uh, started, uh, you know, she got the attention of a popular senior football player, 17 years old. She's, uh, I think, 14 at the time. Uh, his name was Matthew Barnett. And for a girl still trying to make her way at a new place, the attention was flattering. January 7, 2012, Saturday night, Daisy spent it the way she did most weekend evenings with her best friend, a 13-year-old girl she had grown up with in Albany. Uh, during a typical sleepover, the girls played music, made dance videos, um, but this time they, they had stashed some alcohols, which they both had a couple drinks. Um, and they were watching TV. They text, uh, Daisy start texting with the football dude. Uh, the mom comes in, checks on them around like 12 or whatever, and they're still in there. Um, so, you know, the mom goes to bed or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
um she says i told her to stay clear of that kid but honestly what teenage kid wants to listen to her older brother uh says charlie her older brother looks um, like he is bad news girl yeah, yeah. He, and he's on the football team and stuff but you know it's kind of like a lot of girls go through that rebellious stage where they mm-hmm. date the guy mm-hmm. that they're not supposed to date or you you know you, yeah you want to get a little frisky in the back seat or whatever you know things happen um, I think a lot of people go through that and it's much more taboo when you talk about it with girls because, you know, girls automatically get what we like to call hoe checked. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you a hoe. You, you trying to explore some sexual stuff. You a hoe. <laughs> like, you know, don't, don't you dare. Uh, shortly after midnight, yeah, she went to go check. Around 1 a.m., the teen slipped out of bedroom window where they met Barnett and another boy who drove them three miles to Barnett's house. When they arrived, sneaking in through a basement window, the girls found themselves among the school's most popular student athletes. In addition to Barnett, there was Junior Jordan Zek, a top wrestling all-state linebacker, a school, a, a senior football and tennis player whose family owned the popular A&G restaurant, a third junior, third junior football player and 15-year-old who knew the group through an older sibling. None of the teens commented for this story. Normally, the star does not identify victims. That's right. They're saying people's names. I know people are like, what? I thought you couldn't do this. But in this case, it's widely known in Maryville. And also, Coleman allows her daughter's name to be used in the star as well as an earlier KCUR broadcast to bring attention to the case. So that's why they're doing this. Okay. Um, and even though it does seem like routinely these names get leaked more and more anyway. Mm-hmm. Like in the Steubenville shit where the judge just fucking says the name by accident or whatever. Like, what? Uh, that shouldn't have made it on TV. Does everything have to be live? We couldn't have put a couple minute delay on that. Ain't that everything got to. Oh, that gets on my nerves. Everything don't got to be goddamn live. Um, so in the records, Daisy alleges that after she arrived, Barnett handed her a large glass filled with alcohol. The boys urged her to drink it and then a second glass too. She led, she related, related later to her mother. That was the last thing she remembers. Um, oh. The sun hadn't risen the next morning when Coleman, groggy from sleep, interrupted, made her way towards the living room. Uh, she woke in moments earlier to the sound of scratching at the front door. She thought it was the dogs. She went to go check out. Instead, she found Daisy sprawled on the front porch and barely conscious. Uh, it was 22 degrees that night. Oh. So she basically almost froze to death. death. So her mom went to go put her in a warm shower uh took her clothes off saw that her you know genital area was all bruised and shit and was like okay something happened uh she found a 13 year old friend asleep and her friend seemed confused too like what happened so i'm assuming you know she had a couple sips of something too mm-hmm. still struggling to make sense of it all coma carried her daughter to the bathroom all this stuff that's when she found out called 911 went to the hospital, did all the stuff you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm, the you stuff know. that they tell you to do. Yeah, they ran a sexual assault kit mm-hmm, on the girl. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the sheriff at the time got like went, interviewed these dudes, got like, uh, you know, got confessions from pretty much everyone, got everybody's account of it. You know, the 13-year-old was like, I, you know, I didn't drink a lot. Um, but I remember Daisy drinking a big glass of clear stuff, which, you know, straight alcohol, probably. Oh, yeah. Um, the, uh, would basically when the two returned to the basement's common area, the 13 year old said Barnett emerged from another room and asked if the girls were ready to go, uh, home. Uh, Daisy was unable to speak coherently. So. She was plastered. 
yep oh also the younger girl says she went into a bedroom with a 15 year old boy who was an acquaintance he was unidentified in the article because his case was handled in juvenile court but sheriff's records included his interview in which he said that although the girl said no multiple times he undressed her put a condom on her, had sex with her so wow mm-hmm. but you know you got to teach women not to be in these situations no need to tell dudes that you know that's not consent and that's wrong you know what i mean because a lot of dudes are like she over your house at 2 a.m what you think gonna happen it's like i don't know not a rape uh you know what i mean like uh, this isn't consent would be nice no you know it's not really optional no it's not optional but i think a lot of times you know this gets swept up under that boys will be boys and you'll see later in the article it definitely did um uh so yeah around 2 a.m the girls are driven back to coleman's house where the 13 year old said the boys told her to go inside saying they would watch over daisy until she sobered up so to get rid of the sober girl right because she wouldn't get super forgetful drunk you know who knows what else might have been in that alcohol right ain't that the truth roofies anything there's a as daisy was carried to a car she was crying to the car they so they carry her they had to carry her back and she was crying which you know i'm sure this girl is gonna be beating herself up forever because like that's one of those moments when i think as a kid you don't realize how much power you actually have Mm -hmm. And you know, you just go back to your room because you're like, I don't want to get in trouble. We want yeah, to sneak don't, you out. Don't realize that the situation is larger than yeah. your parents, but in your mind, as a child, your parents is the be all end all authority. Yeah, this chick has gotten super duper drunk. Blah blah blah. Right, multiple times probably. Yeah, but but you're not even thinking of that. Mm-hmm. You know, you you know, she just got basically got raped and not basically she just got raped, raped and did not want to tell you know what i mean mm-hmm. she just thinking of like when you're that age you're just thinking like the trouble you're probably going to get into mm-hmm. so you know I'm, I'm sure you know she's gonna be haunted by that decision to just like go home go to sleep and hope that it worked out instead of being like hey your daughter is at these dudes house and they got her super duper drunk and she didn't know what's going on she was crying yeah, and you the, know and the sad part i can promise you they've done this to other girls before all right, it does sound like some shit that, you know. Yes, it sounds like some shit. You go get a younger girl who's naive and don't know. You get her, her friends to come over here. They were already there. Them dudes were already ready to fuck, mm-hmm. honestly. So they got them there. They probably run through them girls all the time. And it's not surprising that sports is at the center of this shit again. I keep telling people the small town, sports culture, even the big time shit, even mm-hmm. college football lot of rape culture in that shit man a lot of it a lot of just like women are the spoils of being a good athlete and you take what you want and we will protect you as long as you keep getting these w's or playing on this team yeah males and females return their eyes and the sad part about it people think as women they rape dudes too it's just one of those things where if if you just have to be a victim male or female they don't give a fuck if you winning Barnett, who was arrested and charged with sexual assault and a felony and endangered the welfare of a child, a misdemeanor, admitted to having sex with Daisy and to being aware that she had been drinking. He insisted the sex was consensual, even though she had to be carried back to the car. She was passed out, but it was consensual. You know, you know, how a 13 year old, a 14 year old that's too drunk to walk 
can consent. Come on now. Barnett was not charged with statutory rape as the Missouri law generally applies in cases where the victim is under 14 years old or the perpetrator is over 21. But felony statutes also define sex as non-consensual when the victim is incapacitated by alcohol. Uh, hospital tests were ran around 9 a.m., roughly seven hours after her last imbibing. Her blood alcohol content was still 0.13. Wow. Yeah, that's seven hours later. And it was still that goddamn high? Right. Uh, in addition to admitting to his own sexual encounter with the younger girl, according to uh, Sheriff's Office report, the 15-year-old said the boys had left Daisy outside in 30-degree weather, even more dangerous with a high alcohol level in the bloodstream. Uh, from him, the lawman also learned that Barnett and Daisy's encounter had been captured by an iPhone. So it's not even a matter of did it happen at this point, right? That led yeah, to the 17-year-old yeah. Zex felony charge of sexual exploitation of a minor, uh, the dude who recorded it. Records show that after initially declining to answer questions, Zach said he had used a friend's phone to record some of the encounter. He said, however, that he thought Barnett and the girl were only dry humping, a term commonly used to describe rubbing together clothes. Another teen, however, told police the video featured both Barnett and Daisy with their pants down. By mid-afternoon Sunday, a search warrant for the home was uh, resulted in seizure of a blanket, bed sheets, pair of panties found on the bedroom floor, a bottle of Bacardi Big Apple, and plastic bottles of unidentified liquids. The sheriff's office also seized three cell phones, including the iPhone allegedly used by Zetch. Sexual assault cases can be difficult to build because of factors such as lack of physical evidence or inconsistent statement by witnesses. But by the time his department had concluded this investigation, Sheriff Darren White felt confident the office had put together a case that would absolutely result in the prosecutions. Uh, within four hours, they had basically wrapped it all up since, you know, four hours of searching the, uh, the house. Yeah. Open and shut case. Yeah. Uh, all the charges got dropped. All of them? Mm-hmm. How did all the charges get dropped? Yeah, uh, not only did all the charges got dropped, but then like the town turned on the girls. Um, I'm not comprehending this. Yeah, uh, because some of these kids have connections to like politicians. Uh, they all play on the football but team. They, but they are not above the law. Yeah, well, it's kind of like that Steubenville shit. You know what I mean? Where people start being like, how dare these girls try to take down these young, innocent boys? You know, even the news at CNN when they covered it was like, oh, these poor boys. You know? Like, that is people's default is like, oh, oh, how sad for them. Those rapists are going to have a terrible, terrible time missing a couple days of school. <laughs> Fuck you. The reality is, is that this is going to affect these these girls lives forever and we live in a society now where it's not like it used to be everything is recorded everything stays forever you put your name out there every time they google you google your mama your daddy anybody all this shit will be attached to you and with you for the rest of your life Two days after discovering her daughter on the front porch, Coleman said she got a phone call from another morning mo- mother warning her that online threats were being levied against the Coleman children, including a suggestion that her sons would be beaten up in the school parking lot. When she checked online, she discovered many of the comments were aimed at Daisy on Twitter. The brother of one of the boys at the Barnett home that night wrote that he hoped Daisy gets what's coming. Daisy was suspended from the cheerleading squad for her role in the night's events. 
barnett did not finish his senior year there according to his lawyer during his during his senior night with the wrestling team charlie was booed by some students this now keep in mind like the like this, like this is it's just so crazy just boo yeah now let me go on twitter and talk about this girl among the comments that made it back to him in the weeks following the arrest were that his mother and sister were crazy bitches that barnett was blameless and that daisy had been asking for it yeah wow asking to be raped Mm -hmm. now charlie is like the brother of yes the girl like charlie you know technically doesn't have shit to do, do with, with this anything. you know what i mean other than this is his sister and the town turned on him as an athlete for having a sister that would dare to press charges of sexual assault against a an athlete and and the the, the thing about it that really i guess the thing about it that upsets me the most is that everybody thinks that they're never ever going to be a victim Everybody goes, well, I'm not going to be a victim. Why should I give a fuck? And then if you ever do come out, everybody blames you for being a victim. Everybody blames you for. for you, know, you know what's even crazier? I guarantee some of the people that were. I I will put money on it. Some of the people that were harassing her have been sexually assaulted. I believe that, too. Which, like they which, just think it's OK. Which is even or worse. Or they've been so shamed that they that they're almost taking that anger out on her because it's just so systematic at this point how dare you come out i i didn't have yeah. the courage i didn't have the strength yeah you know which which i which i can't begin to understand or comprehend um some people think this is how sex works wow that i mean but it is though we we talk to adults that you know how many times we listen to somebody that's an adult like oh i passed out you know i think we might have had sex i don't know what happened you know it was a crazy night you're like that's true that, people that's have true, sex yeah. like this all the, the fucking time. time yeah and they consider it normal yeah and these um, kids doing it but that you know that doesn't matter to people it's like well you should have known better you're a kid but you know this is this, this is what you wanted to happen obviously this is what happens to me you know what I mean? I feel like a lot of that shit is just passed down. You know? Um, yeah, I mean, maybe, I, maybe it's just my view on sex. Sex is supposed to be enjoyable. Sex is supposed to be consensual. Sex is supposed to, you know. It's Obviously. Yeah, I, 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 I feel like that is granted and still it's like I, we must be and living in I a fucking. don't want it, put your motherfucking dick goddamn away from me. Yeah, we must be living in a bizarre world because, like, I, I feel like this shit happens a lot. And for a whole town to turn on this girl, like, that that means a lot of these people think it's normal. Yes, and I guarantee you it's become so acceptable because, like I said, this this right here, that this shit, where they took them to this house, I guarantee you this has been generations of shit that has happened. Probably. With, over the years, and a lot of these women that are grown women and have children and you know their daughter comes home to Chile to crime because the football squad, the basketball squad, and the wrestling squad then ran through her. Instead of them calling the police, they pat her on the ass and tell it's okay. She's not even pregnant. tell it's okay. They'll be like, "You're it's, a whore." Your, yeah, you're, you're a slut. Whore, or either they'll go pay for an abortion. Yeah, whatever. But it's her fault, and it, it, she's the reason she got raped. You know what I mean? There's 
a lot of that is what these people were saying to her at a dance competition melinda coleman says a girl arrived wearing a homemade shirt that said matt won daisy zero so it's like a game karen and matt won uh he he scored a point by raping her and daisy got zero because he didn't go to prison Two weeks after the incident, Coleman says she was told without explanation that her employment at Maryville Southpaw's veterinary, veterinary clinic has been, was being terminated. Days later, carrying a hidden tape recorder, she returned to speak with her boss and recorded providing to the star. Coleman asked Sally Hayes point blank the reason for her firing. Hayes said the possibility that Coleman might pursue civil charges in the case, which she has not done, was putting stress on everybody in here. And there's going to be times where we probably have stuff booked and you wouldn't be able to come in meaning like you know people are gonna be so upset that your daughter uh is you know actually legally pursuing her you know her right <laughs> ah, that they won't human being they won't let you work on their dog because you know you're the mother of the girl who is filing sexual harassment Fuck uh, you i mean sexual assault dog. charges um reached by the star hayes acknowledged that she has ties to the families uh the family of one of the teens at the barnett home that night and that included uh that incident involving daisy did complicate her relationship with coleman this is a small community and it definitely was stressful for us here without a doubt she said but if you would have asked me point blank why the firing i would say it's because our style of medicine didn't jive word mm-hmm. even though she did not offer that reason to coleman in the take conversation Suddenly, your style of medicine disgusts me. Also, your your daughter is accusing one of the one of my friend's sons of rape. So you know, coincidentally, coincidentally, neither has anything to do with each other. No, they're not connected at all. Nope. Mm-mm. Um. So yeah, man. They she would go to the sheriff's office. Uh, the daughter would um and sit down and have to go over questions every day all over again uh it said it was like we were living the movie groundhog day uh by the way man like at this point i just gotta say like i am in awe of this like the courage that um it takes because mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of people would have just gave up by now the courage it's like motherfuckers the- talking shit about most people would delete their twitter account if they got seven tweets that were mean this girl's whole life turned into mm-hmm. A Twitter roast and, and on some very personal shit, yes. and she continued to try to fight, you know, through it to get justice. Mm-hmm. You know, and the thing, the sad part about it, it takes people like that to bring things to people to bring things to the forefront. And a lot of times, you have to fight so hard that a lot of people give up way before you ever get to that point. But it's one of those things where you have to realize that there are other people in the shadows that's looking at you and going, if you make it, I, I'll come out. But I'm not. I'm going to sit back here and not say anything until you come out. What's even worse is that when something like this happens, so many people don't come out. Never come out. You know, like I and you and you hear people say, I don't want to hear about that bogus rape statistic about some, you know, a percentage of people don't don't talk about it. That's bullshit. It's like. Well, if you had something happen to you and you you did you were scared to come out and talk about it. It happened to somebody else. You watched them become assassinated, basically get their character assassinated, mm-hmm. get run out of town, their home is burned down, all the cases are dropped, charges are dropped against everybody. Why the fuck would you come out? Like it just it makes more sense to not say. 
in early march however while awaiting the hearing for barnett and zetch coleman said she received a call from a friend with political ties the word was that favors were being pulled called in and the charges would be dropped coleman said she didn't get a call much credence but she passed the message to a lawyer who wrote to the county prosecutor inquiring about the rumors later that week less than, less than a week later i'm sorry Coleman was at a grocery store and she got another call to felony sexual assault charge against Barnett as well as sex sexual explanation count exploitation count had been dismissed. So they moved um, away. Uh, the, 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 the kids, the two of the kids involved actually went on to play like college football now. So they're, they're in school. Um, when they moved to try to sell the house, house got burned down. Uh, the misdemeanor charge of child endangerment for leaving her out in the cold at with 22 degrees with uh, alcohol level off the chain mm-hmm. that got dropped. Uh, the reason that got dropped is so they said because the mom and daughter weren't cooperative uh, with the misdemeanor charge. Uh, that was because they were so mad after the felony charges got dropped. Oh, yeah, if you're going to drop, we're going to drop every goddamn thing. Yeah, so. Mm-mm. I don't blame her for that. How 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 are you going to charge me for leaving my daughter outside when I didn't know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they were going to try to charge her for that. Yep. The uh, the father of the kid, one of the kids that got accused, served 32 years on the Missouri's Highway Patrol Troop H before embarking on a fruitful political run in 1994. The Republican was elected as state representative, serving four terms for leaving the, leaving the House in 2002. Uh, he also has political ties to the pre, uh, prosecutor Rice Barnett's granddaughter, worked as a volunteer at the campaign for U.S. Representative Sam Graves, who also employs Rice's sister as an aide in the constitu- constituent services. So it's just like a lot of just old money and then remember we started this because these people from out of town and that made it very easy to ostracize them you know it's like oh you ain't even from here you know but you know i'm not finished at all of this because we need to move on but Mm -hmm. for the record to me you know i I know people draw their lines differently Mm -hmm. some people draw that uh um Daniel Tosh making a joke or some dude making some ridiculous comment on Twitter. This is for me where it hits home. Like this is rape culture to me. Like this is adult stepping in. This is like political cover up favors, like police, like this shit goes all the way to the top of people just being like, you got raped. It's your fault. Shut the fuck up go somewhere and sit down and yeah. be quiet and 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 the, and the fact you even would bring this up we'll burn your fucking house down we'll run you out of town mm-hmm. we'll make it so you have to leave town we'll make it so you can't work in this town we'll, we'll make it so you can't live here and uh and i think the thing for me um and i know that we talked about this before it's one of those things where when you talk to people about this, a lot of people just automatically get sad and just want to automatically, I don't want to hit, I don't want to hit. They just automatically just shut right. off. Yeah, but I'm sure but, some people couldn't but, take it because it's a show, you know, but we talk about shit like this. Yes, but the, but the, but the, too many people won't. That's right. And the, the reality of it is this. The woman that you're sleeping with right now, possibility that she's been raped. The man that you're sleeping with right now, possibility that mm-hmm. he's been raped. You turn around, you look at your children, possibility they've been raped. And yeah. at the end of your the mothers, day, your aunts, your, your uncles, everybody, like, man, like, your friends, like, like, 
So when you start talking reckless and blaming women for yeah, any being in any and, type and, of bad situation, and victims. Period. Yeah, when you start recklessly throwing out these words, oh, she's a hoe, she's this, she's that. You are talking about someone you know for sure. Not even a joke. Someone you know that probably has not confided in your ass because of your problematic views like this. Yes. That person is looking at you like that, that, like you're the reason. Some of you guys are like, I'm not a rapist. Yeah, but you're kind of, the, your attitude might be the reason that a lot of people don't feel comfortable even coming out. Mm. To be quite honest, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying you need to tell somebody how to take their, you know, their life and their experiences and how to walk away from that or walk with that or held that. I don't know what that feels like, but what I do know is, when you see shit like this, I like some people literally stopped at, oh, she got drunk. And that's the end for them. Yeah. Like, they didn't everything else, none of the shit matters to them. And I don't know. That's just the saddest fucking thing I could think of. Yep. And it's a whole town and not none. And that's even worse. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's move on. It's time to play the game that everybody enjoys. That's right, guys. It's time for fucking with black people. We're just fucking with them black people. We're just fucking with them blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time for some fucking with black people. Today's contestant is a man that is near and dear to our hearts and Uh-oh. is gone and came back. Oh, gone and came back. It's Joe the Plumber, y'all. Oh, he did leave and come back. We ain't heard from him in what a few years. Mm-hmm. Joe the Plumber apparently said. Uh, I'm still plumbing. Wanting a white Republican president doesn't make you racist. It makes you American. Remember this guy, Samuel Joseph Wurzelbacher, more commonly known as Joe the Plumber. He's telling Americans that, quote, wanting a white Republican president doesn't make you racist. It just makes you American. Or at least those are the words that he took from a website titled The Black Sphere and posted verbatim onto his own page. Now, the original words behind, the original voice behind those words is Kevin Jackson. He is a writer for The Black Sphere who explained that because there had never been a black president before Obama was elected, criticizing the president had nothing to do with color. Jackson went on to say, quote, the election of a recognized black president was not supposed to change anything. In fact, it was supposed to, one, ease any perceived racial tensions, and two, allow the government to focus on legislating without race. So America would be more free than ever to discuss the issues. Not the case. And that is why having a white Republican president is best for the country. Uh, I love that that black dude who wrote that, uh, I love that the name of his book is The Big Black Lie. Niggas love getting paid to be the one nigga that's out of the group, man. They love right. it. Fuck all them niggas. You, 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 you want some? You get some too. I got all my middle fingers up. I just want to write a book titled like White People, Your Racism is Right. And just get paid to the fucking bank. Man. Just everything, y'all. Yes, the man. lips on those niggers are big. Yes, and the Huge noses lips. are wide. Can you believe those asses and the way they jiggle and Sucking shake? Sucking up all your air. Who would want a big ass like that? Right. You, I agree, man. White America, they are the worst. Sincerely, another Negro. Ha! Ryan, first, why do you think Joe the Plumber posts these on his website? And second, do you think 
there's any merit behind what these words are saying. <laughs> I mean, it's, I think the same. Love that there's two white dudes talking about this. I thing would sort of be, uh, if you were to elect another, say, African-American president, I think you would, I think basically that would, his, his if you follow the larger logic of his argument, which, you know, I don't know if you want to do, but I think that that would sort of accomplish the same task, right? Because now that we've got over that initial hurdle of the first, you know, black president, it doesn't, it shouldn't really matter what the, the race of the next, you know, president is. So I'm not really sure what they're trying to get at there, but, uh, you know, and, and yeah, I don't care about his opinion. Anyway, uh, I give this a hundred because Joe Beck. Yeah, he is. He using that, uh, black person said it first, you yes, know, the Yes, he is. Which is a classic white racist move where he, a Negro said this. So it can't be wrong. It can't be. You know, it's like. All Negroes represent the whole race. Yeah. Now, was he a Negro that also happens to hate black people? Sure. sure. But that's a coincidence. You know, so yeah, a hundred points for man. Joe the Plumber, it's good to have you back, dog. It's been we a while since you are fucking with black people. Um, last yeah, time I see you back in the house. Yeah, last time I think we found out your ass wasn't even a plumber. So there you go. Um, and you weren't going to be affected by any tax increases that were being discussed in the budget. By the way, what an asshole! Uh, it's time for the other game we play, Guess the Race. Yes, it is. It's time for some Guess the Race. That's right, it's Guess the Race time. Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's time for guess the race. The game where we read or play news articles from around the globe and we ask our chat room to guess the race of the people involved. Yes. Chat room, it is you guys by yourselves today. Are you guys ready to play some guess the race? I hope, I hope they so. are. Here we go. Um, let's talk about this one. Uh, oh, it happened in Florida, so that's awesome. <laughs> we starting off with them. Yeah, you know how Florida dudes never too no, early they to sneak up at the end, at the end of the show. Yeah, never too early to get involved in Florida. Florida be <laughs> like, we ready to go. Yeah, y'all ain't gonna miss a week without us. Yep, it's an old lady too, like an old lady ratchetness. Oh snap. Wait, why is this video taking so long? I'll try to read some there. I won't refresh right, huh? Oh, yeah, I try refreshing. It's not working. On uh, Thursday, undercover. Oh, wait. A murder for hire plot foiled. A local woman is in jail tonight. She's accused of hiring someone to kill her own daughter in law. Action News Samuel King is live on the action cam outside JSO headquarters tonight. Sam, you spoke with the woman who was the target of this plot. And Mark, she says she's shocked, but not surprised at this, although she says she had no idea her mother-in-law wanted her dead. Angela Kostarakis is just trying to process it all. I mean, what do you say to that? I honestly don't have a response. She just learned about her mother-in-law's alleged plot to have her killed. She just told me three weeks ago and gave me a big old hug and said... I'm so glad we're great friends. But according to a police report, 70-year-old oh. Diana Kostarakis met with an undercover JSO detective at this Home Depot parking lot. She offered the detective $5,000 and also said the detective could take her daughter-in-law's diamond jewelry off her body after she was dead to help oh, cover the fee. Diana Kostarakis also claimed her daughter-in-law was a drunk who was divorcing her husband and moving to Colorado with her child. All not true, ah. according to Angela. I guess... If I was out of the way, then she could just have her son and her granddaughter. 
Diana Kostorakis' brother lives right next door to his sister. He oh. never knew she harbored such ill will toward Angela. The real way to say that she got caught, but it prevented, it prevented something worse, I guess. Now the family must find a way to move forward. I mean, it's disrupted our whole world, my whole world, and my daughter is the one that's going to be um, affected mostly because this and this, and she loves her grandmother. And Diana Kostarakis is being held here at JSO downtown after those charges, including one, a criminal solicitation of a capital felony crime. We're live downtown tonight. Samuel King, CBS 47, Action News. Both charges are first-degree felonies. Her next court date is set for the end of the month. Now, you can read the police report on our website, Action News. All right. What the fuck? 70? <laughs> you 70. Just die. Yeah, you yeah, you are you almost to the other side, honey. You seventy, you gonna ruin your son's life and your granddaughter's life? For what? Oh, poor grandma baby can't see grandma and don't know why. Yeah, she should have known something was My up. Grandma when... ain't at funeral, baby. She got arrested <laughs> for trying to kill me. Right. This is insane, man. Only in Florida. Joe the plumber's aunt, Costa Rocas, oh. more like Costa Ruckus, Latin Olay. <laughs> <laughs> Cracker grandma who was mad her grandkids are the color of ginger snaps with jungle hair. Oh my. They can't be black. What black people you know got the patience to learn how to smell spell that name? <laughs> because everybody loves Raymond White. Whiter than the feta and blue cheese on her Greek salad. Oh. Mayor Bor Boron? I don't know that one. Chris Columbus sister who had to go to work today. <laughs> <laughs> white people because y'all know why last name is Costa uh one whose ancestors knuckled around the cock in the caucus mountains oh hero making grape leaf eating gangster greek hold on holding on to her son's like her son like he's my precious white oh uh when keeping it honey boo boo goes wrong <laughs> black folk do not hire hitman white the brother kind of cuban be the trying to kill the daughter part white uh okay um all right the correct answer uh tony cipriani's mom the correct answer is white it was a white lady that's latino so I guess Latino. Mm -hmm. Oh, all right. Let's let's do another one. Uh, police say a suspected Waymouth heroin dealer made internet searches last week to find out what happens if you rob a bank. And she found ah! and she found out on Friday when she and a Bridgewater man were charged with unarmed bank robbery and a possession of intent with this to distribute heroin. Wow. Police Captain Richard Fuller said Sarah J. McLeod, 27, uh, Robert W. Owens, 28, and Bridgewater were arrested at McLeod's residence at 4 p.m. Friday, about five hours after the pair allegedly, allegedly robbed Waymouth Bank on Columbian Street. Fuller said that when detectives searched McLeod's home, they identified the cash taken from the bank and clothing that witnesses said the female suspect wore. <laughs> a, check, a check of McLeod's computer showed recent searches for if you're going to rob a bank, 
What happens if you rob a bank? <laughs> oh, shit, I realized Google say these searches... Well, you search that, then you flag the police. The police be like, oh, we, we need to keep an eye on this one. Who Who's in charge of these? Like, do you just keep typing, like, W, you know, A, B, C, D. Uh-oh, got a hit. <laughs> <laughs> what happens if you rob a bank? Bitch, you go to jail. That's what it should have said. <laughs> what happens if you rob a house? What happens if you rob a drug dealer? Yeah. What, what were the other plans? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> what happens if you rob a school? Detectives also found heroin package for sale in the same room with the computer. Fuller said McLeod was a suspect in an ongoing heroin distribution investigation. Police obtained a search warrant for McLeod's residence after she and Owens were arrested. McLeod and Owens were held over the weekend and on $10,000 cash bail each. Police charged a third man, Daniel M. Murphy, 30, with being an accessory after the fact to the bank robbery and for a repeated offense of possession of a Class B sub-boxing uh, he was held on $25,000 bail. All three were arraigned Tuesday in Quincy District Court. McLeod and Owens are also charged with conspiracy to commit unarmed bank robbery and possession with intent to distribute Class C Xanax. Fuller said the pro- robbery occurred at 10.45 a.m. Friday when a female suspect later in a, in, identified by detectives as McLeod demanded money from a tailor at the, teller at the bank. She demanded money with no dye packs and didn't display a weapon. Other witnesses said a man later identified by police's own was in the area with her before the robbery. That sounds like an open and shut case. It does. They also were driving the car that was believed to be used in the robbery. Shit. The fuck? Ah! They were like, we don't want no mysteries. O'Faze, says Leonard Brothers, informed Methy McMethington. Oh, my. Sarah J. is white. One who robbed the bank to bribe their way into the Hellfire Cheese Club. Niggas oh, don't Google white. Ah! And set it off goes totally wrong white. Oh my. Uh right. I guess that's all the guesses for this one. Uh Margaret Schroeder. Ha! That's a good one. McLeod or the clan McLeod sister. Ah! Tuffy, but I'll go with white. Black folks would have just got bucked and went off like Cleo and set it off. They sound like some country bammers. White and scholar white. The correct answer is white. Yeah, everybody got that right. Good yeah. job, guys. I know. They, you couldn't fool them with that one, baby. Let's get into the bonus round then. What? There we go. That's right, y'all. It's time for double points, double the race. Yes. Double them up. Let's go ahead and get right into well, you this. Got, you, you got one or two wrong, you can get back in the game. Mm-hmm. A couple of you guys did miss a few. Uh, South Carolina woman squeezes a man's testicles to the point of bleeding. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Squeeze the blood out them nuts. Oh. Sound like something Wesley Pice would say. Squeeze the blood out them yeah. nuts. Let oh. them see it. Her hands are some nutcrackers. I want you to crack my nuts with your teeth. Um, Thank you. Woodrow, South Carolina, Spartanburg Sheriff's Officer. uh, Office report says a Woodrow, South Carolina man told officers his drunken ex-roommate squeezed his testicles to the point of bleeding during a fight. Oh. Yeah, just looking at her face. She got a very nut-squeezing face. She she does, don't she? Just how did he not know from looking at her face that she would squeeze his nuts beyond repair? It's beyond me. She's got a look in her eyes like I can't wait to crush some nuts. 
I am the nut crusher. You know what I hate? My my biggest pet peeves: testicles. I hate them. The report says Sonny Dolquist told the te- deputies his roommate Sonny. No one. Who the fuck names that kid Sonny? Sonny. Anyway, told deputies his roommate of two years, Jennifer Singletary. Well, no wonder she was single. You know what I'm saying, guys? <laughs> Up top was moving out. Dolquist told deputies she came back to the home to remove her belongings. Deputies report that Singletary appeared to be extremely intoxicated. Dolquist told deputies Singletary wanted to come inside. He told her no. He said Singletary forced her way into the home, began throwing things and hitting him in the face. Shit. The report. What just happened to? The report is unavailable. Yeah. Why <laughs> Why did that happen? I didn't change anything. Uh, did that see that they be like, you know what? Fuck whatever you're trying to read. We. <laughs> That was a guy so serious. She, she, she cracked the service. What she do? Nut crack that too? Yeah, good grief. What was that about? Anyway, um, begin him in the face. Report says a man who came with Singletary told deputies Delquist threw Singletary toward the door and picked her up and threw her on the porch. Deputies reports, uh, the deputy reports he found no injuries on Singletary. They always do that. He was beating the hell out of her. She had no choice but to squeeze his nuts till they bled. It's like, well, then how come there's not a scratch on her? Huh? I mean, there's some blood on her hand. Yeah, from his balls. Yeah, not her blood. His his blood. She was arrested for criminal domestic violence. Guess the race chat room of this nut-squeezing bandit. Ah! Sonya from Mortal Kombat during a fatality white. Oh. <laughs> I am a boy, Damon. White woman who heard the Sunny D's joke one too many times. Ah, <laughs> that's good, Sunny D's. Blacker than Oprah's inner thighs. <laughs> the nutcracker. Oh, what race is that? White, black, fat pat, the lady with the cheese. White, uses blood on the nuts. We could have been somebody. We could have been somebody. <laughs> hey, that beat dropped while she was squeezing. Blacker than the back of Lavelle Crawford's neck. Oh. Black, because a white woman would have swallowed the blood. Ah! Former meth head imitating money, Mike. White. The correct answer is white. She was white, y'all. Because you're not to get a picture in that one. She was white, y'all. A lot of people went black. Yeah, we, had, we had to put the picture in there for that one. All you guys were wrong. All of you. Um, all right, let's, let's wrap this up. Okay, guys. It's been fun. I've had a good time. But now it's time to talk about something serious again. That's right. Sore ratchetness. Oh, I can play this one. Cool. Got one with a with a with a link to the video. And it doesn't want to play. All right. See if you can refresh it. Uh I just refreshed it, didn't I? Uh Cape Corral, Florida. Oh Florida. Oh, Florida. Why? Why, Florida? Why you got to be like this? Oh, that one just tell me they ain't going to play. A man who claims to be ex-military is now jailed, accusing to, accused of sword fighting his neighbor. Sword fighting? <laughs> See, that's the kind of Floridian ex- response that somebody like... Uh, uh, so, Somebody so that 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 somebody like uh, uh what is Lamont's partner's name? Right, Rhett. Rhett. Mm-hmm. Somebody like Rhett would be pop, proud of this type of Floridian response. Ah! It was a sword fight. 
Only one person got a fucking sword, man. It's not a sword fight. No. This can't be a sword fight you attack me with. It's a sword attack, motherfucker. <laughs> it's a fight if everybody got a sword. Yeah. Kind of biased-ass reporting is this. That's due to sound like something she would approve of. K-Police were called to an apartment complex off York Street Tuesday to find a man bloodied and beaten. According to reports, Kevin Sheehan and his neighbor got into an argument over helium and Air Force fighter jets. <laughs> See, you, you, you never even know what the fuck will set a sword on or off. Everything is a sword problem to them. Everything. You know? Hey, man, I think helium is not cool. And honestly, man, I prefer the starfighters to Air Force fighter jets. I kill you with my sword, motherfucker. <laughs> what you say? Both claim to be ex-military. Witnesses say that's when things got out of control. Oh, wow. And the sword, start, the sword started flying like he was a ninja, man. And the man went totally crazy and was hitting the man with a sword ah. screaming, I'm going to kill you oh, because shit. you disagree with me. Police arrested Sheehan. He faces an aggravated battery charge. The victim was taken to the hospital and treated for his injuries. Just oh, disgusting. Is that what we're going to do, guess the right? No. <laughs> disgusted by these people in this article and the state of Florida. And people that own swords. What's wrong with y'all? Can't you get it together? Can't you see? The Damn it. The what's happening here. Helium and fighter jets and they chopping up your best friend. You're both ex-military. What the fuck, man? Brothers in arms. What happened to that? They're brothers in swords. This is disgusting, man. <sighs> Had it up to here. Uh, this has been the Blackout Tips. Find <laughs> us. On all these places that we do this stuff from. Okay, guys? But don't find us if you have a sword. Also, uh, make sure you guys go to Adam and Eve. Use code TBGWT. Tweakedaudio.com. TBGWT. Get your discounts, y'all. We'll be back tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. 6 p.m. EST. The time was 6 o'clock on the dot on the Swatch White. Watch. Got a date. Can't be late. Hey. Whiskey, wine, and moonshine. Yay! It's going to do me. Uh, they will be on the show, uh, tomorrow at six, man. So I know they're getting a lot of, uh, momentum, a lot of, a lot of fans, uh, you know, on the Twitters and stuff. So, uh, tomorrow join me where I have, uh, four black women guests and tell them why I think Oprah is a terrible interviewer. So can't wait to do that tomorrow. Um, <laughs> probably be our <laughs> shortest or longest show ever. You started off wrong already. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll be back tomorrow, man. I hope you guys enjoyed the show, man. Talk to y'all later. Uh, until then, I love you. You too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.